You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real pain. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to stream. You can also visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more info about PCLB and visit our event tab to see what's going on this month. Lastly, like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at PC Las Vegas. Thank you again and enjoy the message. Amen. Come give the Lord one more praise. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Go ahead and grab a seat this afternoon, amen. It's uh, just, just turned afternoon, amen. I promise to get you guys out of here in a couple hours, amen. Man, he's freaking out now, amen. Now, now we'll be out here soon, amen. I'm glad to have you. Brother Dan's back in the house, amen. It's good to have Brother Dan in here, amen. And we've been praying for him, amen, for his health, amen. And God's got, uh, God has uh, been moving on him. Uh, we were able to talk a couple weeks ago, amen. He called and uh, for some prayer, amen, I was able to pray for Brother Dan over the phone, and I'm glad that he was here. I'm glad that my wife's back is healed, amen. She was not feeling good, amen, and so the healer was in the house this morning, amen, and, and, uh, and she uh, got healed, so that's good news, amen, for, for, uh, for her and for me, amen, praise the Lord. <laughs> praise God, amen. God is good in all the time, amen. You know, uh, Christmas is already came. I mean, how many know that this, this year went by like that? I mean, it was just boom, we're here already. Going to end 2017 and go into 2018. And uh, uh, so the Christmas season is upon us again, amen. And we feel it on our jobs and place, place where you, especially where we work at, amen, and retail, amen. It's, it's, it's a season that's coming here, amen. And, and uh, hopefully we just have a good, good season. Uh, but it's time to celebrate the birth of our, our Savior. Amen. And this month we will talk about that, but I want to go back to 1 Kings chapter 18. So 1 Kings chapter 18, amen. And I want you to, we're going to start there from verse 1, amen. I just want to go through this story, amen, uh, uh, where we're at today. And I, I just want to minister on, on this and hopefully encourage some of you guys here uh, to just hang in there, amen. And God has something for us, amen. 1 Kings chapter 18, down to verse 1. Uh, you know what, I'm going to bring out my glasses because I cannot see no more, amen. <laughs> and uh, i got to humble myself that I am getting old, amen. And it's okay, thank you, amen, hallelujah. And so I won't need it for all things, but I just want to make sure I'm reading the scripture right, amen. So First Kings chapter 18, verse 1, man, I can see now, praise the Lord, <laughs> amen. It says, later on, somebody say later on. Later on in the third year of the drought, the Lord said to Elijah, Go and present yourself to King Ahab and tell him that the, uh, the, the rain is coming soon. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, The rain is coming. Come on, turn to somebody and say, The rain is coming. You know, back in November, amen, if you were with us, amen, I ministered a message that the rain was coming. Amen. I also ministered a message following that, that dry seasons will come. Both those seasons, you got to understand, are good for the believer. we got any believers in the house? 
So I encourage you to go relive those messages on Real Faith Radio, SoundCloud, our, our, our platform that we have here, amen. But we understand that, draw, that dry seasons draw us to trust God. And then the rain comes and refreshes us and, and brings growth as we learn from those messages. But here in our text, it says it is hot, not rain. For how long? How long has it not rained? It's going on the third year of the drought. And so we, we know that it has not rained for three years, amen. They, they said that there is a severe famine that hits the land, amen. Uh, talk about going through a drought. Three years is a long time, amen. Come on, have you ever been through a spiritual drought? Come on. Come on, when you're serving God, you're doing what you're supposed to do, and it seems like nothing's growing? Come on, somebody talk to me. Come on, we're, we're, we're coming, we're coming to church, we're paying our tithes, we're doing what we're supposed to do, and man, it seems like, man, we're still in a drought. It seems like, man, where, where's the blessings? Where's all this stuff that, that, that Brother Garrett talks about when you give, amen, that you'll get blessed and all this other stuff, amen? And sometimes we go through spiritual droughts. Like I said, dry seasons will come. But after the dry season, you got to understand, comes fire. And today I want to minister a message entitled, Gotta Go Through the Fire. Come on, somebody say, oh no. <laughs> Come on. Come on, somebody sing, fire. <laughs> Remember the song? Dun, 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 dun. You guys miss your cue. You guys miss your cue right there. Come on. Fire. Fire. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Come on, you guys are not that saved. <laughs> like, oh, I don't remember that song no more, Pastor. <laughs> I don't listen to that music no more. Shut up. But... You know, when, when fire is mentioned, amen, and especially in a, in, a, in a Christian walk, nobody wants to go through the fire. Come on, the fire is not a good time. Can somebody say amen? I mean, dry seasons are, are not good, amen, but dry seasons and fire? I mean, it's really not a good time, amen. And so when we hear fire, when we hear man, we've got to go through the fire, or I'm going through a storm, or I'm going through a battle, or I'm going through a struggle, you know, it seems like you're going through the fire, and I'm here to let you know that God will send fire. See, back in 1 Kings 17, if we go one chapter before in verse 1, Elijah tells King Ahab, because of your disobedience, because you led Israel to worship Baal, there is not going to be no rain for several years. You remember that? And we, that's when I minister about dry seasons, amen. And so here in verse 18 of chapter 1, we see that that comes to pass, and there has not been no rain for how long? Three years, church. And it goes on to say that the famine has become very severe. So King Ahab's wife, Jezebel, come on, tried to kill all the Lord's prophets, but there was one devoted follower, Obadiah, who hid a hundred of them in caves. Now, King Ahab had been looking for Elijah. And Elijah tells Obadiah, you know what? Go tell King Ahab that I'm here. 
I'm right here. I've shown up. Amen. Why don't you go tell them, you know what, uh, 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 that I'm here. And so the, 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 the follower, the, the, the faithful follower says, you know what, I'm going to go tell them, and then you're going to take off. And so what he's going to do, he's going he's to kill me. So I'm not going to do that. And he says, you know what, don't worry about that. The Lord told me to come. I'm going to stay here. You have my word. Go tell the king that I'm here. And so we go down to verse 17 and 18 of 1 Kings 18. And it says this. When Ahab saw him, he exclaimed, So is it really you, you troublemaker of Israel? I have found, I have made no trouble for Israel, Elijah replied. You and your family are the troublemakers. For you have refused to obey the commands of the Lord, and you have worshipped the images of Baal instead. So, see, instead of worshipping the true God, King Ahab and his wife Jezebel are worshipping Baal. Now, Baal was the most popular Canaanite God at that time, amen. Baal was idols that were often made in the shape of a bull. It represents strength, fertility. Come on, uh, it was reflecting lust for power and sexual pleasure, which is a Jezebel spirit. And this, this is why Elijah says, you know, you guys. Somebody say, you guys. Don't point at anybody. <laughs> he says, you guys are the troublemakers. I'm not the troublemaker. You guys are, amen. And so at this time, you got to understand, God was not happy with Israel. God was not happy with them. And so if you go back to 1 Kings chapter 9, verse 9, we see that. He says, and the answer will be because his people abandoned the Lord their God, and he has brought their, who, who had brought their ancestors out of Egypt, and they worship other gods instead and bow down to them. And this is why the Lord has brought all these disasters upon them. See, God answered their ancestors' prayers. God delivered them from the bondage in Egypt. And they turned their backs on God, and now they're worshiping other gods. I mean, I mean, can understand God's a little mad here. Come on, here he is, man. I delivered you. I, I've taken you out of bondage. I've heard your cries in Egypt. Amen. I, I sent a deliverer, my, my servant Moses. Uh, he delivers you, takes you out of bondage. Amen. And now you bail on me, uh, and now you're worshiping other gods. Come on, just like us, God delivers us from bondage, amen. God delivers us from the struggles within our lives. He fixes our brokenness, amen, and then we bounce. Come on, somebody. Come on, I was one that bounced, amen. I was saved, and then I bounced on God, amen. And I was backslidden for 10 years, amen, who delivered me, who set me free, who wanted to do something in my life, amen. And then I started to worship other things. Come on, somebody. Kind of saying, thanks, God. I got my life together. I'm cool. I'm bouncing. So Elijah tells Ahab, well, let's battle then. There's a battle here. I'm not talking a battle where music comes on when you start to do this. Do a little spin on the floor, amen. Come on. How many do how many have battled before? Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. You know, he's not talking that kind of battle, amen. But he says, you know what, let's have a showdown. You bring your God, I'll bring mine, and let's get it on. Come on. Let's just put this, let's just put this behind us, amen. Let's settle it right here, right now, who the true God is. 
And so in 1 Kings 18, if we go down to verse 19 and 21, it goes on, the story goes on to say, Now, now summon all of Israel, somebody say all Israel, to join me at Mount Carmel, along with the 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Asherah, and, and, who are supported by Jezebel. So Ahab summons all the people of Israel and the prophets, uh, and, and the prophets to Mount Carmel. Then Elijah stood in front of them and says, how much longer? He's talking to the crowd. He's talking to the people. They're all gathered here. These are the ones that got delivered from Egypt. Here's the people that God delivered them, amen. Their ancestors prayed for them. They're all, they're all dead, amen. Now this is the, 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 another generation that rose up, amen. He goes, how long are you going to waver? How long are you going to hobble between the two opinions or the two gods? If the Lord is God, then follow him. But if Baal is God, then follow him. And the people were completely silent. In other words, let's see who the real deal is here, guys. Let's settle it here once and for all. If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal is God, then follow him. So King Ahab brought 850 pagan prophets to Mount Carmel for this showdown. And they go up against one prophet of God. Elijah. 850 to 1. The odds are pretty, pretty weighing on that side, huh? Come on. And so you got to understand at this time, the evil kings hated God's prophets because they spoke against sin. Come on, a lot of churches don't preach against sin right now, amen? Come on. They, they spoke against idolatry, which they were heavy into, amen, and undermined their control over people. So Ahab lines up 850 of his prophets and go up against Elijah. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of intimidating. If you see 850 against one prophet, okay, what do you got, Elijah? You got all these men. You got, you got 850 of them facing him. But Elijah showed the people. He says, listen, you can talk all the smack you want. You can speak all your false prophecies. But show me some proof. Come on, show me some power. Come on, show me the money. Hallelujah. All right, I'm going a little, I'm going a little crazy right there. A little Jerry Maguire, amen, hallelujah. But he wanted to say, show me the power, show me. Okay, if this is your God and you, 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 this is, he, 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 he does things for you, then show me his power. And if Baal is God, listen, I'll follow him. Basically what Elijah is saying, you know what, if, 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 if Baal is God, you show me the power that, that Baal has and I will follow. But if the Lord is God, then you better follow. And that's what, uh, when he said that in verse 21, it says the people were completely silent over this. So Elijah puts out a challenge. Amen. Let me know that the Lord challenges at times in our lives. I have faced so many challenges that God has placed me to, to put my trust in him and see if I truly trust him as well. And so Elijah puts out a challenge to them, a challenge to take a stand. He's talking to the people of Israel here, the people that have bailed on God, the people that are disobedient. He's calling them back. He's a merciful God. Can somebody say Amen. Come on, God is coming. He says, man, I'm trying to draw you back here. 
Come on, you're following a false god here. He, he has no power. He can do nothing for you. And so I'm coming again and saying, you know what, I'm having mercy on you. I want to draw you back to me. I mean, uh, don't you remember I delivered your ancestors. I, I heard your prayers, amen. And you're not where you used to be, amen. You're, you're in a place where I have brought you out of. And you've forgotten that. And so he, he's making a challenge to the people. He says, take your stand uh, to follow whoever the true God is, amen. And so that... You know, why are the people silent here? Why are so many people wavering between the two gods? Some, I guess, you know, the, as they grew up in the generation, they, they, they were not sure. But many of them, however, knew the Lord, guys. Come on. How many grew up knowing the Lord? I mean, I grew up in a household, amen, where my mom served God, amen, and I wavered, amen, and I wandered away. You know, I was one of them, amen, that knew who God was, amen, but decided to do my own thing. Here I believe that there was people there that knew the Lord, amen. They were raised in the Lord, amen. Their ancestors served their Lord, amen. Their moms and dads, their, their grandmas and grandpas served the Lord. But then there were some there that just enjoyed, listen, sinful pleasure. Come on. They liked doing whatever they wanted to do. Come on, let's be for real, for real. Come on, can we do that? Come on, sometimes we don't serve God because we like what we're doing. Come on, let's be honest here, amen. We, we like the sinful pleasure. We like those things that we're involved in, amen. The bottom line is, amen, people don't say, you know, they, they, they say, I don't believe in God or don't want God because the basic bottom line is they don't want to stop doing what they're doing. Come on, it's truth. Come on, they like their sin. Come on, I like my sin for a long time, church. That's what kept me out there for 10 years. I, I, I love what I was doing because I was very selfish. I only thought about myself, didn't think about my wife, didn't think about my kids. It was all about me. What can I get from me? And so these people are in the same way, man. I believe there was a great portion of people there that just enjoy their sinful pleasure. Amen. Amen. Come on. Jezebel's spirit was a very lustful, uh, uh, lustful spirit. Amen. That fell upon the people. They were doing acts of lust. Amen. That, uh, that you know what, that, that they're just, they were doing some bad acts. And somebody said, amen. I'm going to go detail. I'm going to paint no picture on you, man, uh, to, to take you there. Amen. Hallelujah. But you know what I'm talking about. Tell, tell your neighbor, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> what is he talking about? You know. You know. Don't look at me like that. What? 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 Yeah, yeah. See, they enjoy their sinful pleasures, amen. And they were making a choice right there by the decisions of their choices of their life, guys. You know what? Baal's my God. And when we do our own thing, church, guess what you're saying? Baal is your God. <laughs> Come on, let's just be for real, for real. Come on, I'm, I'm telling you truth, amen, because the truth what? will set you what? Free. See, you know what? God is a, a God of freedom, and his word comes to bring freedom. It doesn't come to shackle us uh, from people to be shackled. I can't do this. I can't. No, it's not about a, a God that I can't do. It's a God, man, that sets you free. And so we understand God wants to liberate us. Amen. And here, they don't even understand. They're doing things, but guess what? They're still in bondage. Listen, church. 
It's important that we, uh, as God's people, uh, as followers and believers, do we have any of them in the house today? Amen. Uh, come on, we need believers that will make a stand for God. Amen. Uh, make a stand for what they believe in. Amen. Uh, come on, if we just drift along uh, with whatever pleasure uh, or whatever's easy, amen, uh, one day you're going to discover that you've been worshiping a false god. Come on, serving God is not an easy way to serve li live life, church. I'm not saying serve God and you'll live happily ever after. I'm saying serve God, amen. You're going to face some struggles, but you got a God that's going to help you through. Come on, this ain't easy. You know, people are looking always for the easy way out. Come on. At work, man, we just like the lay downs, right? <laughs> man, we don't have to work, man. They bring a sheet. This, right here, right here. 5,000 right here. You got this? And do you sell warranties? I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, that, that, we, we love that, amen. Man, that was easy. No work, amen. We, 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 we would take those all day long. But let me tell you, sometimes it's even more, more joyful when you worked at something, amen, and you got it. You got it. You, you made them. You convinced them. You sold them. You told them, man, I'm going to buy from you because I trust you. And then you get rewarded and you say, man. That took a long time, but I got it. And we look at each other. You get it? You get it? Yeah, I got it. Boop, pow, pow, pow. High fives everywhere. Amen. <laughs> it's crazy. Then we come back. Man, that was, it sucked, man. It's, oh, man. But it feels so good when they walk back through that door. And you already know. You already know. Like, oh, that's my up. That's my up. <laughs> I got it. They came back. I knew you'd come back. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> You just got to trust God, church. And you got to understand today, church, you know what? You got to understand. You got to make a stand for what you believe. I'm not looking for an easy way out. I'm not offering you guys an easy way to heaven. Let me know there is no easy way. Come on. It cost Jesus his life, church, for you and I. It wasn't an easy for him, amen. You, you think he, if it was an easy way, amen, he probably would have took it, amen. That's why he went to the garden. You understand? He, he stopped at the garden and prayed. Is there any other way? I mean, he felt it. He was flesh, amen. He understood. He goes, God, is there any way, if not, take this cup from me? But not my will, but what? Your will be done, amen. Uh, you know, we, we can't just look for the easy way and say, man, uh, we want to get saved. We want to come to church, amen. And we just want things to be fixed like this. Boom, 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 boom. Yet we come in and say, she's still the same. <laughs> hey, sis, where's your prize over there? <laughs> still the same. Look at him. Come on, we, we, we look around, amen, and we, 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 we want something fast and easy. Yet when you are caught up in your sin, all messed up, it took years to mess your life up. And you think you want God to fix it just like that. Take time. Tell your neighbor, it takes time. But if we're serving God just for the easy way, you're going to find out one day and discover one day that you've been worshiping the wrong God. We have to wake up, church. Joshua 24, 15 says, but if you refuse to serve the Lord, he's speaking to the church here today, then choose today whom you will serve. He says, if you refuse to serve God, then you've got to choose, make your choice today. Is it God or is it Baal? Make your choice. But Joshua goes on to say, but, but, but for me and my family, we're going to serve God. 
You can choose whatever you want, amen. You can live wherever you want. But you know me, me and my wife, me and my kids, we're going to serve God. We have made our decision. Come on, it's God, it's heaven or bust, amen. I'm going all the way with Jesus, amen. I'm done with that life, amen. Jesus is my choice. Come on, I, 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 one night of pleasure, man, I don't, it's not worth it. One night of lustful pleasure is not worth it, church. It's not worth it to, 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 to sell out for one thing and, and lose everything. It's not worth it, amen, to, you know, go out and get all you want and make all the money you want and then lose your salvation. I mean, the Bible says, what would profit a man that if he gained the whole world but lost his soul? It's not worth it, church. That's why when I go to work, I, whatever the Lord brings me, I don't, it's all right. If I have a great day, I have a great day. If I don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change him. Bottom line is at the end of the month, my bills are paid and I'm done. <laughs> my God is good. Woo-hoo. <laughs> I can still shout. I can still smile. I mean, I ain't going to go over, you know, man, I want this. Come on, guys. Serve God and let him take care of you. He's my daddy. He's papa. He's everything to me, man. When I need something, he's there. And when I don't have it right now, he just teaches me patience. And all of a sudden, boom, he, he blesses me. See, God's never too early, never too late, but he's always what? Right on time. He comes right on time for our needs, church. I've learned that, amen, serving God for years I've been serving God. I understand that, that God will never leave me and never forsake me. He's always there for me. It's amazing. So Elijah challenges them. He says, let's call on our gods. All right? He says, the God that responds will be the true God. So we go down with the story, and let's keep on going with this story here. Verse 22 and 25, it says this. And Elijah said to them, I am the only prophet of the Lord who is left. But Baal has 450 prophets. Now bring two bulls. And the prophets of Baal may choose whichever one they wish and cut into pieces and lay it on, on the wood of their altar, but without setting fire to it. And I'll prepare the other bull, and I'll lay it on, on the wood of our altar, but not set fire to it. Then call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answers by setting fire to the wood is the true God. And so all the people agreed. Then it goes on to say, Then Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, You go first, for there are many of you. Choose one bull, prepare it, and call on the name of your God, but do not set fire to the wood. So here Elijah brings two bulls. And he says, I'm, You know what? I'm going to let you guys go first. You won't think there's some kind of trick I'm playing here. I'm not playing any bull here. You guys will get that on the way home. Amen. He says, cut it up, put it on the altar, but don't set fire to it. And guess what? I'll do the same. Amen? Then I will even let you go first to call on your God. Go ahead. You, you call first, amen, and then I'll call on, on my God second. And then the God that sets the wood on fire is the true God. Now, and it goes in the story in verse 26 now. It says, so... They prepared one of the bulls, and they placed it on the altar. And then they called on the name of Baal from morning 
until noontime shouting, O Baal, answer us. But then there, uh, but there was no reply of any kind. They even danced around, hobbled around the altar that they made. That's my hobble. <laughs> I don't know if you guys got that. Amen. Here they are. They say, go ahead, amen. Do it, amen. They prepare it. They caught it. They're calling on their God, amen. They're shouting to God. Nothing's happening, amen. They start to dance, amen. They start hobbling around, amen, over around the altar they made, and there's nothing. They start calling on Baal morning till noon and nothing, church. They start dancing and probably saying some crazy things, amen. Uga, booga, uga, uga, booga. Uga, uga, uga. I mean, they're, they're, they're getting, they're, they, they, there's nothing happening here, man. They start calling out, and nothing is happening. Uh, come on, nothing is moving. Uh, there is no answer. And Elijah starts making fun of them. In verse 27, I, I like Elijah. He's just standing there, and they'll, check out these dudes, man. They're dancing, they're shouting, they're crying out. And, and he's just standing back saying, man, this, really, guys? And I'm going to paraphrase it here. He says, dudes, maybe you got to shout a little louder to your God. Maybe he's a little deaf. Perhaps maybe he's taking a nap or in the restroom relieving himself. Maybe he took a road trip to Vegas. Come on. Or maybe he's just sound asleep and you really need to wake him up because he's not hearing you. Their God was silent, church. From morning to noontime, nothing. Maybe their God was silent because their God wasn't real. See, we cannot depend on something other than our God, church. Listen, power, status, appearance, or material things can become our gods. We devote our life to these things. Let me tell you, when crisis hits your life and desperately you call on those gods, I'm here to let you know it's going to be silent as well for you. These things cannot offer any solutions. These things cannot offer any answers or guidance or wisdom. Only God can. Let's pick up the story. Verse 18 to 37. Then Elijah called to the people, come over here. And they all crowded around him. As he re-prepared or repaired the, the altar of the Lord that had been torn down, he took 12 stones, one each, each representing the tribe of Israel, and then he used the stones to rebuild the altar in the name of the Lord. Then he dug a trench around the altar large enough that will hold about three gallons. He piled wood on top of the altar, cut the bull into pieces, and laid the pieces on the wood. And then he says, Fill four jars of, uh, uh, with water and pour the water over the offering and the wood. After they've done this, he says, do it the same thing again. And when they finish, he says, do it a third time. And so they did as he said, and the water ran from the altar and even filled the trench. At the usual time of offering uh, uh, the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet walked up to the altar and prayed, O oh God, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, prove today that you are the God of Israel, and I am your servant. Prove that all that I've done is at your command. O Lord, answer me. Answer me that these people will know that you, O God, are God, O Lord, are God, and that you have brought them back to yourselves. To yourselves, amen. 
Verse 37, I mean 38 and 39 says, Immediately the fire of, of the Lord flashed down from heaven and burned up the young bull, the wood, the stones, and the dust, and even licked up all the water in the trench. And all the people saw that, and their face fell down to the ground and cried out, The Lord, He is God. Yes, the Lord is God. Church, my God showed up again. My God showed up again, amen. My God showed up. God sends fire from heaven for Elijah. Come on. And he's going to also help us accomplish what he commands us to do as well, church. Come on, when he tells you to do something, my God will show up. Can somebody say amen? Come on, he'll always, always show up, amen. He's a God that responds to the cries of his people. He's close to the what? The brokenhearted. Come on, he's there, amen. He hears your cries. And here, uh, Elijah cries out, come on, God, show them uh, who you are. Draw them back. You brought them here uh, to bring them back to you, God. Uh, you show them that you are the true God. Uh, send your fire, amen, your, your Holy Ghost fire, amen. Uh, and it came down, and it burns everything else. They all fall down on their knees and realize there's only one God. See, God is going to do the same for us, church. It probably won't be as dramatic as Elijah's encounter. But you know what? I've seen God do some crazy things in my life for his purpose. I've seen God speak to people through my life, amen, that you know what? That God moved. It had to be God, amen. God has done some great things, guys. And God will do some great things in your life to fulfill his purposes. You may not see fire coming out from heaven, but you're going to see lives getting changed, amen. Come on, that's fire already, church. Listen, my God will make resources available to us in creative ways to accomplish his purposes. God will give us wisdom how to raise our family, amen, and handle the things that come our way. He will give us encouragement to take stands for the truth and the means to provide when someone needs help. Like Elijah, man, we can have faith to do whatever God commands us to do. And he will provide the needs to carry it through, church. See, after all this has happened, you read the story there as it ends, those verses there after 39. People believe. They bow down. They start worshiping God. They start to call out, he is the true God. And then he wipes off all those prophets of Baal. Blood, yes, finally blood. <laughs> Takes all, all the false prophets, wipes them up, and then what comes after, church? The rain. The rain comes. Three years of their disobedience. Three years, come on, a, a severe famine. Three years as God is trying to get a hold of them. Three years, and finally, uh, they put God to the test. God shows up, amen, does and proves himself. You know what? I am the true God, amen. I've always been here for you. Three years it took, amen. People fall down on their face. They accept him as God, amen. And then God brings the rain. The rain is coming, church. I told you to look for the rain. I told you there's a rain coming. There's, there's something coming to your life. 
Come on, everything that you're doing, every dry season that you went through, everything that you're holding on, everything that you're standing for, everything that you're believing. Come on, don't, don't think that you're just coming to church just to come to church. Everything that you're standing for, salvation for your family, uh, things that happen in your life or your marriage, whatever that may be, amen, uh, whatever you're standing for, whatever you're striving for, amen, I'm here to let you know don't give up, amen. Uh, keep striving, keep serving God, uh, no matter what season that you're going through, God, because the rain is coming, and then with the rain comes your harvest, church. Come on now. Uh, how many are looking for a harvest in this place? God's about to bring your harvest, amen. Uh, don't give up, amen. Uh, God was going to answer your prayers, amen. Uh, God is going to do something powerful in your life if you simply believe. The rain's coming. Three years of a drought, church. Grabs his people back and says, now I'm going to pour out my blessings upon you. Now I'm going to bless you. But before the rain comes, church, you've got to go through the fire. Uh-oh. You've got to go through the fire, church. As I started to study for this message, God was showing me that, you know what? We have to go through the fire because he wants to burn some stuff off of your life. Come on. He wants to burn some of those secret things that you're hiding. He wants to burn some of those things. There's the chisel, guys. God never stops chiseling, church. <laughs> he works and works and works. And sometimes he has to bring fire to chisel that stuff off. Come on, burn those impurities. See, when things are put to a fire, the impurities come up. That's why they put metal to a fire. To get the pure silver, pure gold. When you put it to the fire, all those impurities just come to the surface of the front, and then you can take that out. See, God has to put you to the fire to show the impurities in your life. Know that, you know what, I'm still jacked. I'm still incomplete. I still lack. I still fall short of God's glory. I'm not perfect, amen. I, am, I haven't arrived yet, amen. Come on, there's things in our lives, church, that God wants to remove. Why? Because he wants to bless you with the rain. Uh, are you understanding? He wants to bless you away. Come on, we look at the fire and say, man, I, try, I don't want to go through the fire. But then you're missing out on your blessing. Come on, you're missing out on the harvest because you cannot get that harvest if you still got the junk inside your life. And so we got to go through the fire, church, and you got to call out on your God, the true God. God, if you are real, if you are true, I call out to you, move upon my situation, move upon my home, restore my marriage, save my husband, save my wife, save my children. God, deliver me, Father, from these hang-ups, Lord. I need some fire in my life that you need to burn off and chisel off. Hallelujah. There's things that we need to get chiseled off, church. And let me tell you, when you get chiseled, you start to understand who he really is and how good God is because he loves you. I'm here to let you know he loves you. You're not here by accident. You're not here because of me. You're not here because I invited you. You're not here because your, your family invited you. You're here because God invited you. God brought you. God brought you here to hear this. It says, no, my son, my daughter, I love you. That's why you're here today. But I need to chisel some things off because I want to pour some blessings in you. Come on, God wants to bless you, church. Come on, anyone looking for a harvest here? Come on, we, we, I, I, this is not it. 
God has so much more for you. I mean, uh, man, if you're saved, I mean, that's some, for, for some of us, that's just good. I mean, man, he's, at least he's not doing that anymore. But, man, man, we want to get chiseled, amen. We, we got to remove some stuff within our lives because God has so much more for you and I, church, amen. Uh, you understand that there's some things, uh, false things in our lives that he needs to burn off, amen, uh, things that we're holding on to. And I don't know why you're holding on to it, amen. Like it's your identity. Who am I going to be if, if this is taken away from me? Some weirdo? <laughs> no, I'm not weird. Yeah, I'm weird, yeah, I am. <laughs> But you become a good weirdo. Hallelujah. Come on, in a good way. The Bible does call us what? Peculiar people. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. We're strange. Amen. That's, that's okay. Amen. You are, you're a weirdo in the world anyway. Just be a weirdo for Christ. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's just get right with Let's just take our weirdness for Jesus. Amen. I haven't changed. Amen. I, I'm still the same. Amen. I may not do the things I'm not doing. And, and God's still working on some of those things. He's still chiseling me. But you know what? I'm the real deal. I think I'm the real deal. What you see is what you get, church. I don't put no front, amen. My coworkers know that, amen. I'm the same at work, amen. I, I'm just a crazy guy that loves God. I just don't drink, smoke, do all that other stuff, amen. All I do is live clean, live a good life, got a good wife, amen, good, 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 good church, hallelujah, amen, good friends, amen. What more do I need? I don't need a good look for nothing in the strip, nothing here. It's right here in this corner right here, uh, in the corner of Trump uh, and, uh, and Pecos, amen, that God, you know what, you got everything I need right here. But he wants to burn some things off, church. Things that you just don't want to let go. Come on, some of you guys are already looking. Oh, man, I don't want to let this go. Some of you guys are hiding in your back pocket right now. <laughs> Come on, you don't want to let that go. Sinful pleasures that we like. Things that say, oh, man, I don't, I don't know about that. Things that we still like to see or do. I mean, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it in my back pocket. And then some of, us, some of us offer it to God, and we say, well, can I just hold on to it? <laughs> Don't worry, I won't use it. <laughs> things that we're just not ready to let go. Come on. Can we be honest? There's some things that we don't want to let go. There's some things that we're holding on to that we think we have the right to hold on to. Some of it's just, you know what, anger, bitterness, things that you say, man, I'm not going to let this go. You, you just don't understand, Pastor, what they did to me. You understand what, what this family did or that, that situation. I'm not going to let this go. You know, I'll serve you. I love you, God. But you know what? I'm not going to forgive. Some of us are holding for unforgiveness on people. And think that you have them in bondage and realizing that you're really the prisoner. Come on. You think you're punishing them by not liking them and not forgiving them? No, they're out there. Partying on the strip, and you're all, all mad. Hey, look at them on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Come on, that's why you guys go on Facebook. Amen. Well, oh, look at them. Facebook. Hallelujah. Man, they're there. Facebook is to remind us, amen, of the people we don't like. Amen. To say, man, look at them. They're over here. No. Bunch of baloney church. Like I said, I love baloney. <laughs> Fry baloney. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
That's what I'm having for lunch. <laughs> but they're false. Listen, they're false gods. What you're holding on to, the, the way you're trying to serve God. Some of you guys are trying to serve God in your own way. It's a false god. There's a lot of false gods being preached in churches today, man, that you can live the way you want to live, do what you want to do, and God still loves you. It's a bunch of baloney, church. God does love you, but let me tell you, those sins will take you to hell. You've got to speak the truth, amen, and they're trying to serve God, and they create their own God, amen. That's why they're trying to change the, what's true to a lie and what's a lie to a truth, amen, because they're creating their own gospel. They're creating their own God and putting God into it, putting the love of Jesus into it, and it's a false God. The God of the old ancient days is the God of today, church. He does not change. What was bad 100 years ago is still bad today. Doesn't come, it doesn't, he doesn't change his mind and say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you do that now. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord, I'm going to that church. <laughs> it's, it, it's, he's the same God. He doesn't change. We have to serve God. We have to serve him for what it is there. The commands that are inside the world, they are to give us life, church. They are guidance for us, not punishment of things that we cannot do. See, when you fall in love with God, you realize, I don't want to do those things. I don't want to live that way no more. See, I, I do the things because I choose to. Because I, I got in a relationship with Christ. And you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I love him and I recognize all that he's done for me. That you know what? I, I don't want this anymore. It, there's no desire for it anymore. Because I fall in love with God. See, these false gods that you hold on to won't help you when crisis hits your life. Just like when they were calling out on their God and nothing, the same thing's going to happen if you serve God like that because you're serving a false God. And he's not going to show up when you hit crisis. God wants to burn off those false things in our lives and prove himself to us and to you that he is all you need. Come on. The Lord wants to be, church, let me tell you, you're everything. God's my everything. And that's why I don't worry no more. That's why I don't trip no more. Because God is my everything. He is all I need. I may not have all I want, but I have all I need. And when you start to fall in love with that God, the true God, and you understand, he'll supply your every need. Amen? As the worship team starts to come forward, Amen. We're going to close up today because Manny's looking at me all strange now. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know what? I, I, I'm, I'm glad you all here. I'm glad my friends are here. I, I'm just glad. This, this is a good day today. It's a good day today. Can somebody say amen? It really is a good day today, church. You know, there was an old song back in the day, amen, that says, you know what, you can keep this whole world, just give me Jesus. I think we need to be Christians that live that way. Christians that say, you know what, I'm not going to look for anything else. I'm not going to look for any type of false gods. I'm not going to look for this and that in different churches. Say, you know what, man, I found something different over here. 
I already found what I need. See, a lot of people who look at different churches, you know why? I'm trying to find out where I can go to church and still live the way I want to live. And people, they come to our church and they say, you know what? I, you know, they, they don't like it because they think we're trying to control life. We're not controlling anybody's life. 